This is City AM Unregulated. I'm Zach Meir. And I'm Emma Hazlitt. On this week's show, political pundit David Cracknell. It would all come down to the strength of the character if we had a, if we had a strong candidate for me. I think it's been a really lacklustre campaign. City AM editor Christian May. Actually, when it comes to the policies, as you mentioned, David, you can't really get a hipster's cigarette paper between the two of them. Sadiq <laughs> right. Khan has promised to create a, a business advisory council in City Hall. Zach Goldsmith will create a council of business advisors. Whoever wins, what's the challenge for the first 100 days? Uh, first 40 days, the European referendum. Mm-hmm. Of course, that is one of the key differences between these two candidates. Sadiq Khan is a passionate uh, advocate for the Remain campaign, and Zach Goldsmith has said, I want out. Welcome to City AM Unregulated. It's been a long-fought campaign, and so far with little spectacle. But oh, how that changed this week. Whether it was Ken doing all of the TV, literally everywhere, or Zach Goldsmith getting tripped up at a Bollywood screening. Today we're joined by my boss, City AM editor Christian May, and political pundit David Cracknell as we play The Thick of It. Anyone fancy themselves as a Malcolm Tucker? No? Let's see how you would have handled this one. I'm a Bollywood fan, so anything with a Bollywood theme, I will lap it up. You say you're a Bollywood fan. Do you have a favourite actor or a favourite Bollywood film? Oh, no, you're, you're going to... I wouldn't be able to... No, I'm not going to give you one. I can't think of, I can't think of a favourite. Can't think of a single Bollywood film or actor? I, I, I can think of... I can't think of a favourite. I, I love the whole... I love almost everything about Bollywood. I love the atmosphere, I love the colour, I love the excitement. I want as much Bollywood as possible here in London. There is a link. A lot of Bollywood happens in London. It's a big part of our economy. It's a growing part of our economy. It's a good thing. That was Zach Goldsmith at the Asian Awards 2016 where he was asked by Red Carpet News TV for his views on the Bollywood film industry. Ooh. And if that wasn't enough, on Tuesday morning, just days before the crucial vote, here he is again on LBC. The Conservative candidate, Zach Goldsmith, is in the studio and here to take your calls. Mr Goldsmith, thank you again for coming in. You've been very uh, very uh, good and courteous. You've come in on a number of occasions. Oh, we thank are you. approaching, as I say, the final hours. How are you feeling? Feeling very good. I'm, I'm hoping to do a Leicester City here. Can zoom in from behind <laughs> and win on May the 5th. I'm feeling very good about the campaign. The thing is, as we get closer, you know, this is a huge... Of course, political correspondents and most of LBC's listeners rushed to point out, mostly on Twitter, that Leicester have been at the top of the league since January. And don't worry, we'll get to the storm that Sadiq is embroiled in in a moment. But let's talk about those kind of clips. Is anyone getting a bit worn out as we get so close? Um, no, I only wish that there'd been more of these kinds of scandals and, and hilarious mishaps along the way. Because actually, it, it has been a rather dull campaign. And that's, that's not necessarily a reflection on the two candidates so much as it is a reflection on the kind of office that they're, they're seeking to reach. Um, it does take a particularly unique kind of candidate to get people really fired up about housing policy, transport policy, skills policy, the upskilling agenda, which is one of the sexier topics on the, in, in the mayor's portfolio of powers. Um, so these, these kind of slip-ups, certainly in the last few days, do add a little spice to it. No, that, I mean, that was just a classic, wasn't it, Malcolm Tucker? You know, if you remember, he had the zeitgeist tape and that was uh, sort, of, sort of fed to ministers or his clients where he would, um, this is the price of milk, this is what's going on in Coronation Street, this is what's going in Emmerdale and you just know the basics enough to get away. And I'm sorry, that's, uh, you know, page one uh, textbook uh, PR. You, you're in the car, you're going to the Bollywood Awards or the Asian Awards, you're going to be asked something. Do you know any films? Let's Google one quickly and find the most popular one. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, page one. I feel sorry for him, I really do. I do enjoy the fact that his response to the challenge of who's your favourite was was to, essentially he was saying, all of them, 
I, I love them all so yeah. much. I'm not, I'm not going to single one out. I mean, he couldn't even get the classic sort of um, backup plan B one to that, which is that, God, you know, there's so many. I just couldn't possibly forget. You at least say it with a bit of enthusiasm, you know, a bit of, uh, bit of veracity. He's not very, very good... Um, at those kind, at those kind of situations, Zach, and you could, if you were being generous, say that it's it's a certain quality that he's not that polished politician. Because actually, Khan is very good at that. He's much more of a disciplined, old school politician. He would have had an answer up his sleeve. And I remember at our own debate between the two candidates, when at the very end, somebody from the audience asked each candidate to name a quality they admired in the other. That was brilliant. Uh, it was a bit awkward because Sadiq was very good. He said, "Oh, well, I think I think Zach is charming and personable, and 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 or certainly he used to be." I don't recognise the candidate he's become, etc. It was quite a skilful answer. And when the same question was put to Zach, he completely crumbled and actually um, it made his answer to the Bollywood question seem like a, f- a fountain of knowledge. He, he simply said in the end, uh, I don't think I can give you anything. Absolutely. <laughs> he always just comes across to me as rather sort of embarrassed to be there and a little bit uh, sorry, you know, I'm here kind of thing. And I'm, I just... I just don't believe he really wants it, and I don't really think he's a politician. That's you know a central. I mean? That's been a central criticism of his yeah. campaign: is that there's no real. Even if it's, I, I do believe having um, spent a little bit of time with him, particularly in the last few weeks, that that he does want it. I just don't think he's very good at articulating that or, or, or bringing together any kind of sense that he wants it. He certainly doesn't feel comfortable with. I think some of the campaign messages he's being given, which uh, are clearly sort of, you know, there's some innuendo there about Sadiq's background, who he's been, um, you know, um, doing business with over the years. How did he come across when you saw him over that? Um, He stands by it. Um, And I think that when you talk to people in the Labour campaign and in the Labour Party uh, high up, they, they are very aware that that is a vulnerability, that those associations that Khan has with some people with whom he shared a platform in the past, it is, it is a, an area of some concern for the Labour Party. And, he and was a lawyer, of course, so we should, we should point that out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, but Zach Goldsmith, he will stand by it, and, and um, he does see, if he is being fed these lines and if he is a little uncomfortable with them, he doesn't appear to be. He does stand by those positions, and he's, he's, he's very adamant that, that Sadiq has got some legitimate questions to answer and it's not good enough just to say you're being Islamophobic whenever somebody raises it. Do you think um, he's going to kind of fall into more of these PR blunders? No, because I think he'll actually be quite a discreet mayor, if that's the right way to put it, and certainly after the Boris Johnson Do you mean show. we won't see any of him? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I don't think that he's seeking a platform. I don't think he's ever comfortable being a great personality or trying to be. I don't think he's got any interest at all in being the next Boris Johnson, flying around on zip wires and, and getting himself a column and becoming a, you know, doing Have I Got News For You? I think he would be a much more thoughtful, possibly even low-key mayor. So, I mean, do you think he should be steering clear of all the kind of the footballs and the Bollywoods? Do you think he should be? If if you're not a Bollywood fan or you don't really follow the ins and outs of the Premier League, don't pretend that you do because you're not going to win any points for trying. You're simply going to be rightly pulled up on it. Yeah, but how much you know can a, a, the son of a billionaire uh, actually sort of relate and sort of put forward a an opinion which will strike a common chord with anyone? It, it seems to be almost impossible. He, you're talking I, about I, Cameron. Uh, well, well, there's, yeah, there's plenty of those in the, in the Tory party, but there hasn't. I, I don't remember one punch that Zach has landed, which is really unfortunate. I mean, you just, you, I think, just out of a sense of wanting to see some kind of wrestling match, some kind of campaign, it's been totally one way. I don't think I've ever seen a campaign so one way 
in any political contest, uh, it, it just beggars belief. It's as if this this mayor, the, 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 you know, Sadik was you know, destined to be mayor by a mile, just as if it was a walkover. I know, quite unbelievable, really, when you consider that if you put money on it, it would have been Tessa Jowell that would have got the Labour nomination and would have been given it a much probably more high-profile, interesting campaign. There would have been, uh, obviously, her passing the Blairite years brought up. But um, I think... Uh, I think it's been a really lacklustre campaign, a really uh, quite boring campaign. And I was looking, reminding myself um, of, uh, like Zach should have done uh, beforehand, of all the policies of the two, well, the two main candidates. There are other candidates, of course. I can't name any of those either. But, you know, actually, they're very similar. Green, I'll be the greenest, you know, greenest city. You know, I'll um, make sure London's safe. I mean, apart from the fares, which Sadiq's policy is to freeze them on the, on the underground, it's the only sort of really memorable, yeah, but, you know, but, precise policy, isn't Zach it, never really? said... And that's really all a London mayor can do, as far as I gather. I mean, they can do stuff on the roads and transport and infrastructure. I know there is a, something like a £20 billion budget, but I don't know where it goes. Have we really seen much of an effect of Boris Johnson, apart from the Boris bikes? Right, and of course, last week's storm was from the Labour Party's anti-Semitism row. Ken Livingston did the round on TV defending Naz Shah and Sadiq distanced himself. Let's hear a little from that interview on LBC where he's asked if Ken has to go. Well, clearly it's got to be due process, but my answer is yes. Uh, I mean, the comments uh, were appalling and uh, disgusting and they have no place uh, in the Labour Party. Uh, do you think... Uh, do you, are you worried about your own past links with, you know, he's a fellow Labour Party member uh, to Mr Livingston? I'm not, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've had a thoroughly positive campaign from day one. I'll carry on doing so in, in the last week. So is it right to stand back from wider debates in your party this close to an election or should you stick with the party no matter what? Well, what um, Sadiq Khan is doing there is he's trying to isolate himself from what, what could be a, a problem which is very close to home. His association with Jeremy Corbyn um, should come under more scrutiny, in my opinion. He did nominate Corb uh, Corbyn for the leadership uh, and has said that he would do it again. Now, David, you just mentioned Tessa Jowell, who mm. was understood to be the presumptive Labour nominee, um, and she was devastated when Sadiq Khan, on the back of the votes of the people in London who voted for Jeremy Corbyn as leader of the Labour Party, mm. secured the mayoral candidacy for Sadiq Khan. That's his core constituency. Now, as soon as he got it, Sadiq ran to the Mail on Sunday and wrote a big piece about how he thinks Jeremy Corbyn is dangerous and far too radical and far too left-wing, which tells you a little bit about the kind of politics that Sadiq Khan is versed in, um, which is a little more rough and tumble than the kind of Queensbury rules that, that um, Zach Goldsmith seems to be determined to play under. Um, so what Sadiq's determined to do is to distance himself from Jeremy Corbyn and distance himself from that very, very toxic anti-Semitism round. And when I interviewed uh, Zach Goldsmith um, just a few days ago, um, just one week before uh, polling day, he was absolutely adamant that Labour, in his own words, has now become a home for vicious anti-Semites. Um, and we can debate whether that's uh, certainly the case, but what I think is um, not up for debate is that, that you cannot be surprised that a political party whose leadership describe Hamas and Hezbollah as its friends suddenly starts to see anti-Semitic tropes and anti-Semitic opinion bubble up to the surface. Well, I mean, what's being said behind the scenes? Are, are Sadiq and Jeremy Corbyn close? My impression is that I genuinely think, and I know a few people on his campaign, as I know a few people on Zach's campaign, I don't think um, he is close to Corbyn, really. I mean, he was a, uh, he was a minister. Uh, I mean, I think he probably was 
uh, sort of Blairite, and he could have, you know, suffered from uh, from from that kind of backlash as well to a certain extent. I mean, I think it was probably a bit like Margaret Beckett, you know, can you just sign this nomination? Nobody thought, you know, I mean, if anything, you know, Corbyn was the Leicester City of politics of our, <laughs> of our generation. I mean, that was absolutely stunning as, as you know, somebody, oh, I think it was John McDonnell tweeted, actually, that... Um, you know, who would have put a bet on Jeremy Corbyn and Leicester City, you know. Um, congratulations, Leicester, he said, not Jeremy. But anyway, <laughs> I think, by the way, the whole anti-Semitism row is uh, baffling to me. Um, I mean, I obviously, the comments of Ken Livingston were uh, abhorrent to use the H word. Um, but I, you know, personally, I don't think, you know, I think it is possible to be able to criticise the policies of the Israeli government without being called you know, anti-Semitic, um, surely. But what is astonishing is that they've found about 50 or 100 people now who have been banned by Labour for being anti-Semitic. I don't know how they've been keeping this undercover all this time. Who are but these I do people, think though? this row they... is going to damage Sadiq. In they... the last week, it's sort of, you know, amazing that this, this <laughs> row... For, for the purposes really of damaging. this election, nothing's damaged Sadiq. Who are these people that are being banned? Are they low-level well, councillors? Sadiq's got to where he is out of default. I mean, he's no great leader. He's no sort of great personality. He's got no presence. No, I mean, he very skillfully, like a... very skillfully rode the Corbyn wave to secure the nomination that would otherwise... That was then. That was to get the nomination, yeah. but that is yeah. history. And is he quite sneaky, really? Well, or, well he's a very or, good politician. He's a much better politician sneaky. than Zach Goldsmith. Um, and Zach Goldsmith's whole pitch is my my manifesto might be quite plain and I might not make big policy promises but I will always tr- tell you that I believe I can deliver them and he's hoping to be rewarded mm. for that kind of honourable approach whereas Sadiq Khan um, the trouble with Zach is when run he around says town I, promising I won't do anything I can't pro- I won't promise anything I can't deliver one struggles to remember anything he's promised I mean <laughs> what has he actually promised he hasn't promised, promised a I transport mean, if he had freeze. a little pledge card you know, like in New Labour in 97, what would it say on it? I mean, we should have a greener city, it should be more... But then, you know, as I say, both their policies, are, you know, they're both saying, what is the actual difference between them in policy? I mean, Sadiq saying he's the most business-friendly. I, I I can't see exactly where that comes from because I don't think the mayor has any tax-raising powers or not anyway, or tax-cutting powers. So, and to TFL. me, they their policies actually blur blur a lot together, apart from the three the free travel but that's that's just a bit of a bribe isn't it i mean what about what about heathrow do you think if zach won he would use it as a kind of platform to block the heathrow expansion could he well zach is opposed to i think any expansion in their capacity in the southeast and let's not forget of course that sadiq khan was opposed well it was a supporter of heathrow expansion um when he was transport secretary or shadow transport secretary when he became the candidate for mayor of london he changed his mind um, and is now against expansion at Heathrow. Um, so Sadiq Khan is a, he is a very skillful politician, which is not necessarily a compliment. Yeah, I agree. You can't flip flop on something like that, and 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 you can't really say you're uh, you're uh, pro business. I think at the moment, Could you, can you if if you're against Heathrow? No, and and just to go back to this this row of anti-Semitism, which is which actually I think could pose a serious crisis for the Labour Party. Um, it's quite quite interesting the extent to which Sadiq Khan is is distancing himself from it. He has he been has absolutely, absolutely emphatic, and he does one. have to, and I think he's aware of what a vulnerability it is, and it is something quite deep-rooted in the lower levels of the Labour Party that has been, I would suggest, latent for a long time, and it will come to the fore when, when these councillors, these low-level councillors, as you describe the memo, look to the leadership and see them addressing rallies where people are burning the Israeli flag and comparing quite openly 
suddenly the leaders of the state of Israel with Hitler. Suddenly you're going to feel empowered as a member, if you share those views, to, 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 to voice them. Even discussing this issue is a minefield, and Ken Livingston or, or Sadiq Khan, I mean, it's almost impossible to talk about this Absolutely. without landing yourself in it. Absolutely. Uh, and the only, so my conclusion is, I mean, Ken Livingston actually wanted to get in the limelight, wanted to create a fuss, and maybe wants, is not happy with the, Labour, with, with the way the Labour Party is going. OK, let's bring it into the election this week. Uh, Christian, you interviewed, you've interviewed Sadiq and Zach both for the paper. Let's pick apart each in- interview, starting with Sadiq. David, what did you think of it? Sadiq stuck to his line. Didn't he? He, he did. He even threw yeah. you a little joke to, you know, disarm you at the beginning, didn't he? And well, that's exactly what to show what, how human he was. Uh, actually, it's, it's much more interesting to have a conversation, whether it's an interview or otherwise, with Zach Goldsmith. He is, I think, um, thoughtful. He's, he's thought- more thoughtful. Yeah. He is more personable, and he is less concerned with rigid. This is my answer, and I'll give it regardless of the question. As I said, Sadiq Khan is a very polished politician and whatever you ask him he knows what he's going to tell you and it's probably going to be about being a mayor for all of London being the most pro-business mayor we've ever had um, uh, etc and actually when it comes to the policies as you mentioned David you can't really get a hipster's cigarette paper between the two of them Sadiq Khan has promised to create a a business advisory council in City Hall Zach Goldsmith will create a council of business advisors Um, the people's front of Judea (laughs) do you think people actually believe uh, Sadiq or I mean they're actually just going for somebody who's got the stronger character he looks like a winner behaves like a winner and so that's really it's it's a, it's the character winning rather than the policies i think a lot of it will come down to existing party support um you will vote for your labor candidate or, or your tory candidate there'll be a small percentage of, of of the electorate who are the swing voters who are being targeted um in some very specific ways particularly in the outer boroughs um i asked zach goldsmith whether he thinks london has changed dramatically since the last mayoral election whether you can just repeat that strategy that secured it for boris and i think he was right when he said that london has changed it's always changed the demographics are changing. What was once a strong Tory borough isn't anymore because actually a lot of the households there have moved to Brighton for various reasons and a lot of those nice four-storey houses have been divided up into council flats and the whole uh, economy and, and demography of London is changing quite dramatically. So um, there's no real blueprint for success. I think a lot of people will vote along existing party support lines. From from a city point of view, I mean, at the beginning, when campaigning first started, Christian, you and I were sitting in a room talking about it, and it felt very much like Sadiq was the pro-business candidate. And now things have kind of evened out a bit. Well, it's certainly true that, again, a bit like we've seen in recent days, the, the extent to which Sadiq Khan is determined to disassociate himself from, from Jeremy Corbyn. He was very aware, for having secured the nomination, as we said, on the back of Corbyn's support base, um, that his biggest vulnerability was that he was associated with an anti-business party. And so he took some very uh, early steps and very strong steps to to shut down that, that weakness by saying every other day, or indeed every other hour, I will be the most pro-business mayor London's ever had. I'm the only one who's, who's run a business. I'm the only one who knows what it's like to worry about cash flow. I'm the only one who's ever experienced that the stresses of a boardroom. And so he's, he's made a huge play in that direction. Um, you have to, we have to expect that the electorate will judge for themselves how authentic that is, because in the same breath, he will make the same overtures to the trade union movement. So who would you say is the most pro-business mayor or mayoral candidate? I, I think, actually, in terms of their policies and their instinct, um, 
Sadiq Khan might just edge it on that one, actually. I think he is more comfortable in the business environment than, than Zach Goldsmith, who actually famously, as I understand it, has told some of the city groups early on in the campaign that he wasn't really interested in meeting them. Um, and whilst it's true that the mayor, based in City Hall, doesn't have a huge amount of sway over the business environment or corporation tax or inbound investment, um, the city and the business environment are very keen to know they have a mayor who gets them, who is comfortable with their success and who's going to advocate and be an ambassador for London's continued growth. Um, and whilst I think that both mayors would, would do that, it's part of the job, it does appear, on the strength of the campaign at least, that Sadiq Khan is a little more committed uh, in that direction. I think uh, Sadiq obviously would be more uh, know more about business because he's actually had to have a, a proper job in the past. Um, but uh, whether he knows about financial services and that high-level stuff that really has got nothing to do with balance sheets and stuff for running a law firm, uh, I don't know. But it sounds good, I agree. Um, what we really need, I think, in London is is, is a real champion. And I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to see, given I'm not really sure what powers or what real effect a mayor of London has domestically, I'd prefer to see them, you know, spend a lot of their budget going abroad and, and being a, an ambassador for London, to be honest. But I wouldn't say that if I was going to be a candidate, obviously. Does it help that, uh, or not help, that uh, obviously uh, Sadiq Khan, Labour versus the Tory government at the moment, uh, that, that can't be a plus point? Isn't it better if they're, they're aligned? Not necessarily. It, 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 it would all come down to the strength of a character if we had a, if we had a strong candidate for me. I mean, I don't think Boris knew much about balance sheets or financial services either, to <laughs> be honest. But at least thing. people, you know, could in, you know, Wall Street or you know, wherever in, in Asia or whatever, or, you know, the emerging economies would would have heard of him. It is part of um, Zach Goldsmith's pitch that he has the existing relationships with the Treasury, with the Department of Transport, that he will get the best deal for London, which is ultimately the main job of the mayor. Mm. Um, and it is, again, part of uh, Zach's pitch that Sadiq is too tribal, uh, too partisan, and simply wouldn't be able to get on the phone to Osborne in the way that Goldsmith can. Each of you, can you, can you give me a prediction for who's going to win? Well, at the moment, the betting markets and the opinion polls are pretty clear. There's a sort of nine-point lead uh, for Sadiq Khan, so it appears to be his to lose. That said, I would repeat that a lot of people in Labour are quite concerned, not only about recent anti-Semitism scandals, but also about the that soft uh, narrative of, about, of, of Sadiq's um, former associations and who he has appeared with. Um, that's a very deliberate strategy by the Tories to just have that sink into the mindset of the electorate. So that's the main vulnerability, but it certainly appears that it's to lose. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that, you know, um, that's what the polls tell us. And uh, in this case, I actually believe them. I I haven't really seen Zach come out at all fighting during the campaign. And if anyone's had the sort of lead since January, like Lester, it's Sadiq. And it probably looks like, you know, he's got, he only needs a couple more points to uh, to clinch it. So no sudden win from the Polish prince? Ah, yes, we should talk about the other candidates. There's the Green Party candidate who wants to turn City Airport into a playground, I think. Um, there's Liberal Democrat candidate um, who's polling worse than the UKIP candidate. There's George Galloway who's polling at 0%, although he put out a press release just this morning saying that, according to his own research, 40% of people would consider voting for him. Uh, and then there's if the Polish Prince. George Galloway. If it was a somebody else completely different. <laughs> they might, another George Galloway. Is there another George Galloway out there? Thankfully not. We would hope not.
Right, well, I'm aware we're coming close to time, so let's end on this. The first 100 days, after such a divisive campaign, especially in the last week, what's the biggest challenge the new mayor will have to face? It'll be security, and actually one point I, I, uh, I was going to make was that I, I, I would really be interested in uh, a proper debate and a, and a candidate who was really strong on security in the capital. For example, I can't understand for why, since 7-7 you know, over 10 years ago. And I know it would cause a hell of a lot of hassle and you'd probably say it would, you know, halt the great financial centre of London. But, you know, airport-style security or something, I mean, surely some sophisticated version of that or at least uh, uh, has to be brought in. I don't really... Surely that is the number one thing after Paris and after everything else around the world. Why aren't they talking about... Why isn't there a candidate out there saying, you know, that is the most important thing and we could spend £19 on that? I guess you wouldn't be able to freeze fares if you bought in airport-style security. Christian, first 100 days. Uh, first 40 days, the European referendum. Mm -hmm. Of course, that is one of the key differences between these two candidates. Sadiq Khan is a passionate uh, advocate for the Remain campaign, and Zach Goldsmith has said, I want out. Uh, he's also said that and he doesn't really London see... can't leave the European Union on its own. That's right. And, and, and Zach Goldsmith <laughs> has said that he doesn't um, think it's the job of the mayor to intervene too much in that debate. But it is very interesting to consider how opposed they are on that key issue and who would use the platform of, of City Hall uh, in the final 40 days of that extraordinarily important referendum campaign. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up now. With thanks to Christian May and David Cracknell, this has been City AM Unregulated. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or listen on the Audio Boom app on the go. City AM Unregulated is an Audio Boom production. <laughs>